Welcome back to the podcast. It is currently Tuesday afternoon. We are on episode number 71. It is Parker and I today. Welcome back to the podcast. What's up? We're back. Back in action. Um, yesterday, I went over to Precision Dynamics, of course. Um, and I have a Motorsport Hardware stud kit that I wanted to get installed. And I was trying to book an appointment, but they had time then. So we just installed it real quick. And uh, later this week... We got to do some more track prep. We got a lot of track prep um, going on. Yeah, I need to get my track pads on. You do too. Um, I, I had to order some. I had to go through a whole ordeal. Uh, speaking of car parts, this episode is sponsored by Redline 360, one of our great sponsors of the podcast. Redline 360 is a online store, online resource for any kind of car part that you're looking for, whether it's performance, oil, maintenance, or you're looking for brake pads. They have a huge selection for BMW. So if you are a BMW fan, you go to their website and search BMW parts and 500 plus parts come up on their website. So if you're looking for something to get for your car and you're looking just to kind of browse around, one of my favorite things that I always talk about is the categories. You go on there and you go, okay, maybe I'm looking for performance or I'm looking for aero or I'm looking for anything like that. They have it very, very late. They laid it out very easily for everyone to look for pretty much anything you're do, wanting to do to modify your car. And um, I have a couple parts from them and we just got a draggy. Have you used a draggy before? I've never used it. Um, it would have been nice with my 335, but <laughs> my A46 is not that fast. So, Well, I guess we're going to find out. Like I said, the Red yeah. Hill Speedway has a, an appointment for us. So True. yeah, but thank you so much to Redline360. If you guys want to, you can click the link below. You can shop on their website. Like I said, it's very, very easy. It's super simple to use. Thank you so much Redline360 for sponsoring this episode. Sweet. Yeah. I need more parts. I always want more parts. Dude, I do it's too. It's never ending. Bro, it's a struggle. I need to just keep reminding myself that I don't need it. It's all just want. Like but it's it's bad. Like I want wheels. <laughs> I want brakes. But why do I why do I need that? Why do we want all these things? I don't it's tough because I was today this morning I went out to the mountains to go shoot in the snow, which was really fun. It was a cool little quick last minute film and um, I was looking at my car and I went with an F80 M3 that's fully modified and I was like, I need to step up my game. Yeah. That thing was nice. It had the HREs on it. Yeah, the HRE wheels, suspension, had the CS hood, the OLED taillights I want. Um, it was mineral white. I didn't realize. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks alpine, but he, he parked in the sun at the gas station. I'm like, man, this paint looks insane. Oh, what's the difference? Just Is it like... I think metallic. Metallic. Yeah, it has oh, more okay. of a, a glimmer to it, which is cool. I like alpine. It's just so like so classic BMW. I think having a solid color, just simple, is really nice. Yeah, and it's good because when you wrap the car, nothing really clashes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, we have a track day coming up. Uh, Parker and I signed up for Speed Ventures coming up on Sunday. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I need to watch my videos again because what I did last time to pre uh, to prepare for it, I just watched a bunch of videos at E46 M3s like running hot laps, and my thinking behind that is like. You get to know all the corners, you get to know the braking points, what gear to be in. And if you can get that kind of like through your head and mapped out before you go on track, you have like a pretty good, um, a pretty good idea of like a full lap laid mm -hmm. out. So I'm going to do that again this week because I haven't gone since the end of October. So I feel like I, my memory of it is not super great. Yeah. Um, I wish we could get it on the sim. That would make it like even oh, better. I would man. be freaking Lewis Hamilton. Like, <laughs> You're running 145. <laughs> exactly. And then I would go in person and boom. They, they would have like the, 
recruiters for race cars like man we need that guy on the Le Mans <laughs> team and you're in an LMP1 car next week exactly that's like a goal but I, I definitely can I can get it on a computer so I'm going to try to get a computer here and I've been looking at um doing different pedals so we can do a clutch oh, yeah. and a manual too that'd be sweet yeah it's just the, the stuff adds up so quickly as far as pricing and like once again do we really need that or do we want it no you want the truck simulator bro you want the big wooden you wheel brought you brought that <laughs> up dude parker's gonna be in here with like bro i need the horn give me the pull down horn you and you and fat sent me that video <laughs> like, that was fat i'm not a part of that i didn't even know about this conversation oh okay. what happened well like you were like you said something about oh we should get a truck simulator and that was I, me yeah i think oh. you said that <laughs> god <laughs> it was okay. your idea okay and then fat at the same time he sent me uh a video of some truck video game and i was like is this what you're into now like, <laughs> Dude, we played the goat simulator that was the lowest of the low you, nah that was the highest of the oh high. bro you're it's looking a at goat, it wrong. bro <laughs> that game is awesome there's a game called goat simulator and you literally are a goat running around town and you can ride a roller coaster like and you downloaded that yeah i mean hey, you know you know i think I mean? it was free it was free guys it I wasn't right i didn't pay any money for that <laughs> um you know it's bad when the game's free yeah I was looking at helmets too because uh, I still don't have a helmet. I used yours last time. Yeah. And I'm going to use fats for this weekend. But George and Nate are coming with us to the track. Yeah. And I want them to get rides. Like, I don't want them to just sit on the side because that's kind of lame. Um, so I was looking at helmets and there's like nothing available to get this week. Um, and so I put some on my story trying to find like the SA. It's, so there's like something called the Snell automobile rating, mm -hmm. which is basically like, it's like FIA. It's like a certification yeah. that the helmet is safe. So I was looking for an SA 2015 helmet and uh, Gabe actually responded. I feel like we always talk about Gabe. Gabe is the Gabe, track guy. <laughs> yeah. He always responds to my stories and stuff. So he responded and he was like, Hey, every time I go to a track event, they never check the helmets and it doesn't matter you could literally have a motorcycle helmet on your head doesn't, oh yeah they just want something on your head yeah so nate is gonna get some random helmet from his dad i think oh cool and i have fats which is obviously like highly rated but yeah they just need something on their head gotcha yeah i'm going to strum motorsports tomorrow shout out to you for bringing that up because yeah. i woke up this morning and I was getting ready for work and I was like, I don't have brake pads yet. And it's, it's Tuesday. I know. And I was I, like, you're cutting it close. I know. And I, I texted Mike and I, I said last night, I'm like, dude, so sorry for the late text, but can you squeeze me in please just to get pads on my car? Cause I regret it. Last time I went with street pads, dude, yeah. my foot pedal, my, the pedal was so mushy by the third lap um, that I knew literally I could do four seconds faster with better yeah. brakes. Cause my brakes were just so bad. Yeah. Street pads are just not cut out for that heat. Yeah. So I'm going to try, um, PFC of some sort. I didn't, I was on the freeway and I had them on Bluetooth, so I couldn't hear, but I spoke with Brett Strum. Sounds like the owner, I'm assuming really cool guy. Uh, I posted in the M3 track cars, Facebook group, shout out to them because I had so many recommendations, um, between Pagid, PFC, EBC, and, uh, Ferodo, that's the last one I heard of. That was a oh, recommendation yeah. from Gabe. Um, so there's a couple of different companies that are higher end. It's kind of expensive. It's $305 for the front, just the brake pads. And uh, I got a, you said Precision will have fluid? Yeah. Okay. They, I, was there, I was there yesterday. They had like ATE fluid. Oh, cool. And uh, they should have the Castrol RBF. I think that's what it's called. Okay, cool. I don't know. I don't know all the fluids that well, but they should have it. I would text them though. Okay, well, Mike's, sure. Mike was like, yeah, we'll get you in on Friday. 
I was like, oh, oh okay. dude, thank you. So Mike's good to schedule me on Friday. So we're going to do that. Um, so I'm going to go pick up the pads tomorrow. And then, oh, also too, we just got the label maker. We have poly bags and we have a shelf coming tomorrow, which means I'm going to go pick up 200 Devoted Society t-shirts. Damn. So we got a lot of inventory to, we're going to put it right here. We have a shelf that will fit and Devoted Society is coming back. So if you're listening to the podcast, you were the first ones to find out. Nice. It's finally back. I know, I've been rocking that t-shirt. How's it fit? It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I think I, okay, so I've been like kind of, I've been in the gym. I've been working out like basically every day and eating really well. So I think I'm kind of making my my way back down to a medium. I've really? been a large for like a long time, but it's kind it's almost like a little big on me. So that's good, man. Yeah, I'm happy know. for you. Maybe I need a medium now. These yeah. are large. We'll get you a medium. These fit me well. <laughs> well, we'll have plenty of inventory. Yeah, exactly. that's good. I, it's it's cool because I I really like being around people who are like minded. Where uh, I think Parker and I both we kind of got off track with being in front of the computer all the time and eating whatever and. Now I'd say the last six months we've both been really like I lost about thirty pounds. You've been doing a lot of training. Uh, we're both getting new clothes and you know doing more, uh, being more social. And I like it. Like I really enjoy yeah. just this part of this phase of life right now. But it's all about who you surround yourself with. I think too. Yeah, definitely. I've I think it's been like a huge focus last year. I finally got back into the gym. I've always been into lifting. Um, I started it like early high school when I stopped playing uh, sports. You went a lot, dude. I would go every day yeah. for like two hours and almost seven days a week. Some some weeks I did do that. And, and water polo, huh? Um, I started after I quit water polo. Oh, okay. So it was like, that was my alternative. And then I realized like, damn, doing stuff on my own is so much better than a team sport. So I was super into it in high school, um, went to school, and I kind of like, I was still lifting, but I wasn't super into it. And then I came back here uh, to Orange County and I like it was barely lifting. Like it, I would go months without yeah. picking up a weight and I just like got in terrible shape. Um, and so last the beginning of last year, right when Corona hit, um, we or I started lifting like every single day again. And yeah. just got in that groove and gyms have been like open and closed. So on and off so much, man. Yeah, it's annoying, but I work out in my garage now and I've just been doing a lot of body weight and then I have like some weights and a bench. Yeah. So and eating too like I just don't like eating unhealthy anymore. Yeah. Eating healthy here. makes me feel so much better. So much more natural energy and you sleep better and like I I noticed the weirdest things like my skin would clear up and I wouldn't feel as bloated in my face and like just stuff like that, that you don't, it's not just about like, Oh, I feel fat. It's more of how do you feel? Yeah. How does your mind feel? Your mental clear. There's no men, there's no fog anymore. And I've done the same thing too with like uh, taking supplements. I take magnesium and turmeric and all these things. And I just noticed such a big difference. And it's hard because you look at all the supplements and it's like a hundred bucks extra a month for all these things. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to yeah. spend that. But then I look at E 88s and I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend four grand. No problem. Yeah. It's like, take care of yourself first too, man. So yeah. I've been investing a lot in the proper food, the proper nutrition and the supplements. And I feel like that's your foundation. Yeah. You have to take care of it. Yeah. It's super important. It's funny. Cause a lot of people like my age kind of overlook it and just they're like, Oh, I'm young and my body will do whatever I can just, throw whatever at it but yeah. <laughs> i don't know i i i love feeling good and then when i see that i look good i have this like crazy confidence oh, that yeah. i just i don't know having confidence is like so nice i've seen it dude you've you've definitely gained a lot of confidence as far as how you you talk and speak to people and 
how you carry yourself, but I think it comes down to how you treat yourself. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Cause what yeah. you do, what you do in private, you wear in public. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Shakespeare. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So we, I'm excited for the track. We have a lot. Uh, we just got a tire pressure gauge and yep. a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and I know I saw that come out. I was like, uh, what, what is he, <laughs> what is, what kind of driving are you going to be doing? Man, I'm crazy. like, you know what, man, you can never be too safe. So <laughs> it has like a, I think it has a roll bar mount too when I get a cage. So at least I'll have it, but I have, uh, all the necessities that last time I had to borrow, I got the aim solo should be here tomorrow. And then I got the mount for it. So we can kind of share that back and forth. And then honestly, man, I think that's really it. My car, I need to go wash my car cause it has salt on it. And then the brake pads and I, don't know if I'll do stainless steel lines, but I'll do the pads and fluid for sure. Yeah. Honestly, what I read up on uh, for brake lines is like the rubber that they use for um, factory brake. God, I can't even talk. Sorry. The rubber they use for factory brake lines are, it's like so hard that yeah. it doesn't even have much flex in it anyways. And uh, I was just reading a lot of stuff and watching videos that, the stainless steel brake lines are kind of like a gimmick. Like, really? Yeah, that's. I mean, I could be huh. wrong. I don't I, know. Someone may, can maybe you can comment down below and correct me if I'm wrong. But like, okay, the question I have is: Are stainless steel brake lines really worth it that much? And will like kind of an intermediate driver really notice a big difference from them? Or yeah. Even on, like on the track or in the canyon, stuff like that. It's hard to say because I had my E30. Uh, 1988 and I did the stainless steel brake lines and I felt a huge difference but the thing is that car is old yeah so maybe it's because it was an older car maybe with new cars it's like they're already good to go there's already plenty of brake pressure in them yeah so I don't know I, if it helps then I would love to do it because I posted about how um, I think in the E90X Facebook group someone said hey what's the best mod you've ever done to your car and I commented and I said um, sway bars front and rear mm. you felt the turn in on the E90 yeah unreal unreal but then ashton commented he's like I, I felt no difference he's like that's not worth it really and in my head i was like well maybe it's maybe it's just his uh, what's his opinion but at the same time with me like i've done everything i've done suspension i've done exhaust you know i've done bucket seats i think bucket seat is one of the best things you can do to a car to have better control um but one of the biggest things i noticed that changed everything was sway bars 100 yeah. percent. i mean sway bars are definitely effective they, I rode in, um, John's E46 M3. Oh, I saw the video. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was ripping that thing. He loves drifting that thing. He's on stock suspension and obviously stock sway bars and all that. This is JPEG built by the way, John. Yeah. And it has a, a lot of roll to it. So it still feels really soft and like you can feel the whole transfer of weight. Um, it's a lot more pronounced. And then my car has coilovers and then I have Eibach sway bars. So my car just corners flat. Like there's really not a lot of body roll in my car, um, which I, I really like that. And I think there is benefits to it. It just makes it feel more stable in corners and at high speeds. My car is like a, like a cloud. Like it's so bad around turns, even on the sport mode and sport plus, man, it feels so soft. <laughs> Are you going to get um, an alignment? Yeah, not before the track, but I will. Oh, okay. Once we get the suspension on, which whenever, whenever I can talk about it, we'll do a, we'll do a full track spec alignment, which will change the whole car yeah because i remember fat didn't align his his track car for a long time why and he said his toe was super off it was in one of my videos um uh, i don't know uh, fat what do you think comment below and tell me why you didn't do a, a track yeah alignment. Know, what are you fat. doing man but then he did it and i think he like 
gained a bunch of time from it. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> can like really help your confidence and uh, stability in the corners. So yeah, I think I, I don't know. I I am very excited with the track thing because I'm learning so much. Like yeah. every day that we're in here, when we're either like looking up parts or between work when we're, we do phone calls or emails, like I'm learning so much every day. There's a lot to learn, especially you, track stuff. That's a whole different world. Yeah, it's a whole different world. It's it's really interesting to talk to people that really know what they're talking about whether it's like the owner of strong motorsports like you could go there and talk to him for every day you could go there and talk to him every day for a whole year and you would still he would still have more stuff to tell you yeah and like teach you about um so yeah there's so much to learn i feel like i know a, a lot of stuff but i know it's literally just like surface level yeah compared to what other people know well there's so much to track driving that you have to you have to really take a balance of between like studying it and doing it because you can do so much sim driving you can do so much studying on youtube but until you get out there and you you finally feel abs for the first time like yeah. locking up and you finally feel going into a turn as hard as a car can go and like letting the rear end get out and i remember going over phil hill at 100 drifting and i'm like you can't replicate this over a conversation yeah. Like you have to go out there and actually experience it to understand what your car can do. And then as soon as I did the track day and we got back on the road, my confidence was out the roof. And it wasn't me being like, oh, I can take this off ramp at 100. It was like, if I need to get around a car or move this way or go around a turn, I know what this car can do now. Yeah. I know the limit. I know where I can push it. Yeah. Which that's a really cool feeling to have because I was that same way. But if you don't keep that up, my confidence is not as high as it was right after that track day oh, yeah. anymore. Like just because I haven't done one since October and it's, you know, January now. So <laughs> at, right after that track day, I felt great. But now I'm like, I barely even pushed in the canyons and I need the kind of like a reset to go see where the limits of my car is. And then I feel like I can really push it again, but I never really like pushing it on the street anyways. Not that safe, but mm -hmm. that's why I just need to keep booking track days. Cause it's the best place to do it. It's the safest place to do it. There's a lot of different, I mean, it's crazy that there's Speed Ventures, Speed District, uh, SoCal Drivers Club, and then there's so many other ones of like private track days. And then I found uh, there's one you can do at Thermal, which I really want to do. Oh, really? There's a track day for BMW guys. I think it's BMW CCA has oh. a Thermal track day coming up in February. And That'd I was like, cool. that would be really cool. Because I, I don't know how to get into Thermal without being connected to the old dealership I worked for, or if you sign up for the BMW Performance, which is what you did. The yeah. driving experience I, which that one is even not thermal but the, i know oh. they do have one there yeah it's like but it's really expensive it's, it's like it's like a grand or something dedicated bmw yeah. building like it's pretty serious out there but i i would love to do thermal because i'm familiar with that track but i'm i like button willow a lot i really do yeah button willow is like i mean that's like the home of time attack yeah so you know like the best guys are going there so it's really cool to kind of kind of like compare yourself to other drivers and like see where you stand and uh it's so well known like whenever i talk about it people are like oh yeah yeah oh i've been there i told yeah, the, i, I told it to there. brett and he's like yeah you don't have to run rear pads for that but maybe if you go to this one then you need it and he yeah. knew off the bat and i'm like that's because it's a good it's a known track yeah it's really cool to have that i mean i do want to do like um other ones like thunder hill i've seen looks really sonoma fun. thunder hill has like a five mile course yeah i watch videos that? yeah insane sean s54 i watched like 18 videos the other night oh and yeah he, he showed like the process of going there and i'm like dude 
he's doing the full track for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, how long is your lap, man? So long. <laughs> it's like I have a Nürburgring. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. how much is a Nürburgring? Like seven miles or something? Uh, or dude, we, we need a map know. here. We need a map. I think it's I 12. Know. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Because it, it takes seven minutes for a fast car to get around. So I don't know. Someone could do the math or use Google. Dude, oh, I, yeah. It probably is. I saw, okay, this guy, Justin, that invited me out to Laguna Seca next month. Bruh, he said... He's a good driver from what I've seen. He's on Laguna Seca too. And he said stock F80 M3 with track pads, 159. Really? 159. Damn. And I'm like, don't get my hopes up, man. Don't, please. Because I'm going to push that car as hard as I can. Yeah. <laughs> That's fast. I mean, I was running. I had to do a couple of laps on the E30 M3 today, um, which is in Forza. So it doesn't really count. But uh, I went to Laguna Seca and I ran a my 149 oh is that your new record right there yeah oh i was gonna say it looks I like a, f- a fresh one right there yeah so if you're listening on audio right now we have a whiteboard next to our racing simulator or close to it and we have laguna seca on it with uh, uh all of our times at the office and we, we're running a stock e30 m3 around laguna seca and parker did a 149 yep that's so fast i better be able to do that in my, in my car <laughs> in real life otherwise i'm doing something wrong oh man <laughs> I'm excited to try out some tires too. I, I think it's gonna be cool to have this platform to start with. And then uh, it's just nice because after Sunday I can just start modding. I can yeah. just pick and choose what makes sense. Cause I have stuff sitting ready to go on. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to go. I really need to get wheels, wheels and tires. Wheels. If anyone's listening right now, please comment below what wheels you think Parker should get. Or if you have a hookup with anyone that would be willing to do a video with us, be on my channel, be on the podcast, whatever, we're willing to test products because if you guys know with my channel, I do a lot of trade work and also affiliate uh, marketing where we help companies sell more product and Parker does it too. So if anyone out there knows of a company that does track stuff or, or automotive stuff or needs help with social media, like we're always here to help, whether it's a conversation that we help you out now or in a year. Um, I don't want anyone to hold back from asking questions. Yeah. I definitely. like helping people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been looking at so many wheels cause obviously I love apex. Um, their stuff is great and i was considering them um and i was looking through titan 7 wheels yeah yeah uh, i saw you sent me some last night they had yeah. this one oh yeah i sent you that one mm-hmm. the one that looks like a t37 it's like a six spoke design but it has a bend at the end of the, the uh, spokes yeah i yeah. thought that was like kind of cool looking so mm-hmm. i don't know may consider something like that are they forged yeah, yeah. those are forged. that's why they're 2k they're, huh yeah they're a little oh, okay. bit more than apex's flow formed but apex also has forged line yeah, yeah, those are oh. more expensive though. <laughs> yeah, I think they're around 2k. Maybe oh. they, maybe they're more. That's know. not bad for a forged wheel. Yeah, and they're really the ones from Apex are super strong. Yeah. Yeah. They those are lightweight wheels. Like it's literally the banner we have right here says lightweight race proven wheels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they stand behind that for sure. Yep. They're just a timeless design. You can't go wrong with ARC8. It's like I love the look of those wheels. I would run them on my car like I want to, but I would rather do, I, it's cool because the stock the stock wheels I have right now can run 305s in the rear. Oh, really? So I can run a 305 and a That's 275. Crazy. So I think I'm going to do that. You should. Because yeah. then I, I can save money on not having to buy wheels yet. I sent you those, uh, I think they were like EC7s or something. Oh, yeah. There was 18 by 11, and the guy had 305 NT01s oh. on there for God. the rears, which is it's crazy that you can fit that on that car. I mean, if you look at the fenders on, the, on my car, they're huge. Yeah. They're, I was behind the... Um, f80 today and i was looking at the car and i'm like the car's so wide from the factory yeah it looks like it's a wide body yeah because on on my car like you can't i know a lot of people run 275s 
and I've seen 285s. And then John last night, he had 295s, but they're a Michelin. Mm. So they run pretty narrow mm-hmm. in terms of their width. So, like, if you ran a 295 Federal, which they don't have, um, it'd be way bigger. It would be huge yeah, compared be gigantic. to the Michelin. So it's tough it's how these it's tough how these tires run so differently between each brand. Like an R Triple Eight versus RSRR, world of a difference. And treadwear, but like within each brand is also different. So <laughs> two hundred so treadwear, like from Yokohama, <laughs> is not the same as a two hundred treadwear from Federal. It's so weird. It's just like I think it's materials and tread design, and I don't know. It's kind of past my my knowledge. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I want to study this weekend is tire pressure of cold and hot running a 26 cold and a 32 hot. And I want to see if I can really feel a difference of like, um, tire pressure. Yeah. Cause I did last time, but last time I had so much adrenaline, um, that I just pressed record and drove. I didn't really think about technicality. Yeah. And this time I'm a little bit more calm. I know the track, I know how to, um, you know, the the grid how to get set up and watch you know hold up your wristband and your helmet and everything and i learned it a lot so now i feel more confident going into it knowing like you know the first 10 steps of how to race at button willow yeah that first time is definitely scary like, i was shaking same fat said his clutch leg was about to give out when he went for the first time he was like shaking like crazy <laughs> i'm like yeah dude i know I'm the I, same way <laughs> this may be tmi but i um you fart i took a shit like four times <laughs> like i had the nervous shits bro I did too. Like, I, t- I took two before my first lap, my first session. I don't know what it was, but like <laughs> I went at I went at the gas station and we got there and I went twice again before I went out. Well, the thing is though, maybe you're just trying to be lightweight. Oh, it was probably that. I think just subconsciously that. I think Lewis Hamilton does that. Yeah. That's why he's plant-based. Yeah. He needs four Makes sessions sense. before he goes out for his four sessions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I get nervous and I'm like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta take a dump. And then you get out there and it's like, oh. This is just enjoyable. You know how cats, after they use the, the, the litter box, they get the zoomies? Maybe that's humans yeah. for us. Yeah. Maybe it's good to take a shit and then be like, all right, let's go race. Yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're lightweight and excited. I saw a good <laughs> TikTok the other day where it was like, the reason you get so nervous is because you're focusing on the outcome. Once you focus on the task at hand and don't think about the possible outcomes, you don't get as nervous. I thought it was pretty cool. That's really good. True. Yeah, it's super true. Damn, we got two good Shakespeare lines in this podcast. Hope you guys are admiring this right now. Yeah, for real. You got to like this video for Yeah, that. please thumbs up Come right on. now if you like it, because this is some Dude, valuable stuff. This, you don't get this for free anywhere <laughs> else. So, yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's funny. I, I'm so excited, though. I, I've always wanted to get into track days, and I was always too nervous and always too paranoid. And um, I always thought you had to have, like, a full track car, and you don't. You just have to have the ability to say, I'm going to go race. Yeah, you just got to just gotta go and like fat was uh pushing george to go with his car like and he just has a uh 325i Mm -hmm. and like you you could still have fun with that i mean i would recommend pads yeah stuff like that but like you don't need a crazy fast car people go out there all the times with stock miatas Mm -hmm. you can still have a really good time as long as you're not like all worried about setting a crazy fast lap but no, it's, it's more about enjoying yourself it's never against the other people too it's always yourself against yourself because yeah. there's so much passing and it's easy to deal with passing it's not hard and you you get to learn a new aspect of your car and you really get to appreciate it because there's you never can get that close on the street of understanding your car yeah because the second you cross that grid line and you're out there you can you can push the car until it flips. You know you can push the car until you spin out. You understand how far you can turn the wheel before 
you know, all these things happen. So like I said before, that you, you get a really good understanding, not just that, but the appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've always wanted to do like wheel to wheel racing, like actual competition. So hectic. That's so I know. I, I've never understood like how to get involved in any sort of like, I mean, I could do like spec racing, like spec E46, um, which is like wheel to wheel, but it's just so expensive. And if you're not sponsored by a team or like anything like that, then you'll just waste so much money. I know, it's not a waste, but spend so much money. Yeah. I follow uh, this guy, Felipe on TikTok, and two other race car drivers. Uh, one races for Porsche cup car and one does uh, actually like LMP. And it's crazy to see, like they post those like throwback videos, like with the trend right now of like what you were doing before and where you are now. And they posted like them go-karting and yeah. going to like, you know, spec S 2000 races. But I would have to say, I don't want it to sound rude, but it's just money. You have to have money. Yeah, you really do. That's what it is. You have to be able to pay for tires and for track days and renting stuff out and have a support car to bring all your stuff. Like it's not, it's not something that you can just wake up and go do. Like you have to have a plan. Yeah. Either you have to have like money or prove yourself on a lower end, like carting yeah. where it's not crazy expensive. And then from there you can get sponsored sure by these teams that are looking for drivers and I, I don't want to i don't want to downplay it. i don't i'm never negative like that i just say it because it's the truth but i think there's that you know five percent of people that can get recognized at a go-karting event or that can get recognized because of a viral instagram video you know there's always yeah. that chance for sure but i think in reality what i've seen i've worked i've worked with race teams before whether it's super trofeo or it's uh you know something at thermal or i, I watch gmg all the time with their racing and same with like Le Mans stuff that there's always opportunity for someone to become a driver, but uh, you have to have the will. Yeah, I think you have to have the passion just to drive. Like the, you shouldn't yeah. focus on the money or the fame or the girls. Like sure. That's a great part of it. It's a big part of F1 like back in the day. But now I think the driving comes first. You have to have a really good passion for driving. Yeah. I mean, even in F1, there's still like paid drivers like Lance Stroll. His dad is a billionaire Yeah, and like invested a ton of money into racing point. And that's probably the reason he has that position. But he is a good driver. So it's not like... He's proved himself. Yeah, he definitely sure. has. It's not like, oh, he's just doing terribly because his dad is pumping a ton of money into Racing Point. But yeah, it's interesting that like you can work your way up way faster with a uh, rich family, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the cool thing is, is that he proved himself, but so many people are quick to judge because it's easy. Like yeah. it's the thing that you can pick at him for. Oh, you have a rich dad. Yeah. People but pick at him all the time. All, yeah. It's all you see Crazy. in the comments and every comment on F1 or on his page. And then, you know, what if Lewis Hamilton, what if we didn't know that he had a rich dad, but he just kept it quiet. Yeah. Everyone would pick on that, you know, and now he's number one in every race and they still pick on him because he's number one. Yeah. Every race. Oh, boring, boring. We know who's going to win. I know. Well, it's because he's it's the best. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. Well, I think that's a, point too that do whatever you want people are going to say stuff no matter what whether you win or lose yeah i know it's so funny that people tear into lewis hamilton like damn he really is one of the best if not the best yeah. f1 driver and it's funny that people just can't get their head around that we uh we lost video but to close out the podcast um parker and i two things actually parker and i had a really good conversation before we started this podcast and we're really excited to get started on um working more together as a team and I'm really, really, really excited for what we're going to do. And I think that there's a lot happening right now, but going from that point, I just want to get that out there that 
you watched a documentary on Tiger Woods over the weekend, you said? Yeah. And you brought up some cool stuff about how, like, Lewis Hamilton is the face of F1. You know, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, all these people are big names of NBA. Tiger Woods, like, that's golf. Like, yeah. Golf by I, itself. I mean, I've never been into golf, so I wasn't, like, sure what, how good Tiger Woods was. He's literally, like, the best. He's like the best golfer, I think, of like recent generations. I don't know about before, before then, but all I know is that he was really good. Um, unfortunately, he had like a really troubled, uh, like, mid, couple mid years of his life. But it seems like he's on a really good track again. Um, but yeah, that documentary it was like split into two parts, and they're both like an hour and a half long. I think it's called Tiger, and it's on Peacock which is like a weird service that I've never used. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it was really good. And now I know like all about Tiger Woods and I had no clue how good he was. Like some shots, he'll we'll <laughs> just hit it in one. You're like, how did you do that? And it doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but it's because he started from literally like two years old or something. And he was hitting balls in his dad, in his dad's uh, garage. And his dad was like in the military, super strict on him. Basically just disciplined him to be this absolute machine. It's like a, ro golf. a robot. Yeah, like just being ruthless. And like even when he was like up a ton, would never like uh, settle for like a, a decent score. Like even if he was smashing yeah. the competition. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you can really look up to Tiger Woods anymore because of all the stuff <laughs> he did. Well, I, I've seen it on social media. And as I was growing up in my generation, like I saw a lot of the um, affairs that he had and the women and the parties and the mugshot and yeah. all those things that came up. But I guess the reason why I brought it up is because he was a robot his whole life. And then finally, when he got to a point, a breaking point, he has all this money, millions of dollars from golfing, from video games, from uh, all the contracts with different companies that he worked with from the golf industry. And then one day he was probably just like, I want to go party which I, I understand yeah. completely, but there's like a limit, you know, he because just did it the wrong way. Cause he was freaking married with kids. <laughs> That's so not like, good to do. Yeah. He like did it the wrong way, but he was so like conditioned for golf and only golf growing up that like, I th I don't know when he had his like outbreaks of affairs and stuff, but at a certain point he was, he probably realized like, wow, I really haven't had like a normal life. I didn't really grow up partying or doing fun stuff it was always golf 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 yeah and that's why he's the best but he probably just felt like he needed to um let loose yeah yeah but I, he did it in probably one of the worst ways possible well but, there, there were two extremes it was the extreme of golf and the extreme of just going yeah. nuts which you need to have like a balance between yeah. that <laughs> he, he needed a better blend growing up but he, yeah. never, he never got that well unfortunately that happened but i think he's okay now right seems like oh it. yeah he because before he was like, never really had a lot of friends in golf. And one of the things I saw at the end of the documentary is that like, he's actually being more of like a, like a really good sport about it. And he's making good relations with like all the other pro golfers. Oh, good. And he's actually like a human now. Like before, like the main thing I took away from him is like, he was a robot before. And now he went through this like crazy phase of doing a bunch of wrong stuff. And now he's like human. It's kind of interesting. Good for him. It's, it's hard yeah. to go through that and then be able to come out on top. But I think that's a good role model for a lot of people, even though he did a lot of messed up stuff that at this point now, if he's able to come out on top, that it gives inspiration to anyone who's going through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
it's definitely I don't know like how many people still look up to him because of all the stuff he did, but as a golfer, I think a lot of people as a look golfer, it, yeah. yeah, like just because he was or he was and probably is still the best. I don't know. I don't yeah, follow golf. I don't but, follow golf either. <laughs> um, yeah, as a golfer for sure, but personal life made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, it may want to look at people just by certain aspects of what they do yeah. and what you model off, off of. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Sorry we don't have video, but if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace.